0: Hey everyone, it's Monica with Be Still Be Free, and I'm here with Sarah Gody today. Hello. And this is our last episode on the Proverbs 31 series called Be Complete. And Can so, you believe we, it. I know. I, I feel like this has been the fastest series of all time. It's
1: crazy. It has gone so fast. So I don't know if it's because we didn't record out right as far as we usually do for a series. Um, and, you know, we're recording today for the last two, but it's just... It's yeah, we did so we split fast. it up a little more. Yeah. I don't know, but it's, it still just feels uh-huh. like it has flown by. Uh-huh. And then coupled
0: with, like, the start of school yeah. and activities and everything, it just... I'm like, it's practically Christmas is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> it's going to be. It's, it's going to be. Christmas time. People have already started the countdown on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, God, no, no don't do that. Can
0: we let it get below 80 first before we talk about Christmas? Yeah, if,
1: if I hear... If I see one more post, there's only... 17 Christmases or Fridays before I'm like, Oh God, I do not need that. Mm
0: -hmm. I just want to be able to wear long sleeves. So that is the prayer that I have here in the South. I'm going to put on a sweatshirt i want to That's put on I a sweatshirt. Do. I have Where's the cutest full clothes ready to go. <laughs> oh, they me got me to Seattle, so yeah, I can, do. like, That's right. get some use out of them. That's right. Um, so we have talked about all these different aspects of the Proverbs 31 woman, her characteristics, her relationship with her husband, her family and household, and her work. And we've had our compilation episode of what you guys think about the Proverbs 31 mm-hmm. woman, which was so fun to listen to all of have those Have you put recordings. it all together yet? Um, yeah, it
1: came out last week. That was the one. Okay. Oh, yeah, that oh, was the one. Okay. So I haven't listened to them with them all strung together yet. Yes. You've so listened to, listen to, you listen to them individually. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's it's pretty
0: neat. It's pretty neat to come together. So, so, so. fun. Um, but this week we're going to talk about women of the Bible. And Sarah and I each have um, someone that we have found in Scripture that we feel like exemplifies the Proverbs 31 woman in these different ways yep. that we have identified in the series. So uh, Sarah, since I've already talked for about two Do you want minutes, me to start? Why don't you go ahead and start? It's
1: just natural for you. To to do the intro, you know what I'm saying? It's natural, yet odd. Okay, Okay, so when I sat down, I did not think this was going to be hard for me to come up with a woman. I'm like, all the women in the Bible, they're Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. And then the more I started to dig into their story a little bit, I'm like, well, that's not really what I'm looking for. And so I just was like, okay, God, I need an aha moment right here. Yeah. And I just started going through, I, I literally Googled all the women of the Bible and I just started going through. That's, that's what I did. Women. The yes! alphabetical order and yes! reading them and going, nope, nope, nope. 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 There's nope. a lot of non-proverbs. No, right I right. know. I know. Um, so a lot of unwise women. Um, and I was... But the one I had gotten closest to was Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. I like, no, she's not really fitting what I'm thinking, and I thought about Ruth, and I think Ruth would have been a good one, yeah. Um, but I ended up going with Esther, okay, mm-hmm. awesome. And so, what I did is, and I'm just keeping this very high level, but I'm just keeping this more conversational than anything, yeah. Um, what I did is I took the um, characteristics that I talked about in the first week of the Proverbs 31 woman and I put um, examples of Esther's life to each one of those characteristics. Awesome. Um, and what I love about Esther is that we don't know if she was a mom oh, that's nothing's right. nothing's ever noted. That's and right. so I thought that that was um, kind of unique because mm-hmm. we think about, oh, her children rise up and call her blessed and her children did, but it was the children of, of Israel. It was the Jewish nation wow. who ro- rose love up that. and called her blessed. Love that. Love um, that. She was married, but it wasn't by choice. Mm -hmm. You know, she was kind of forced into this whole thing. And, um, you know, we know that she was a virgin because they brought the the virgins before him. And so truly, this is the first man that she's ever been with and how she handled that whole situation. And he's a king and whatever. Um, So not only was she a noble woman, but she was really a noble woman. Right. Like, yeah, she was a woman of nobility. She was a queen um, and not born into that. So because she was a Jew who was orphaned. Her mom and dad were killed, which was very common in that day of the Jewish nation her uncle or it was really a cousin by marriage uh, Mordecai ends up raising her Mm -hmm. um, to be the woman that she became and even was a private consultant to her while she was queen Um, and just the beautiful story of how God brought it all together but it started off kind of rags and turns into riches, and not just riches of being the queen, but riches of how God saved the nation and used her and her willingness to, to sacrifice for her nation. Mm-hmm. So let's just break it down. So the first... Um, The first characteristic that we talked about, the Proverbs 31 woman, is that she was valued. And um, here she was the face of the Jews after um, the nationality was revealed, right? So for a long time, nobody knew that she was a Jew. Mm -hmm. Um, Mordecai had encouraged her to keep that little tidbit (laughs) secret. Uh, There was a lot of controversy with the Jewish nation, and that's one of the reasons why her mom and dad were killed, because there was just a lot going on, and people were killing the Jews. and. Um Xerxes brings her in and makes her queen and still doesn't even know her nationality, even though she's, you know, very olive complected and beautiful to look at, which is what he loved about her. Um, But once it becomes revealed that she is Jewish and she lets him know her nationality, It, she becomes the face of the Jews, like she's, she's the mouth of the Jews. She's the spokesperson for the Jewish nation on behalf of them to the King. I mean, that's a lot of value. It is a lot of value. value. She was valued by God. God knew that she was going to have a willingness Uh to be obedient to the instruction that Mordecai had given her, that she would be willing to fast for three days, that she'd be willing to prepare herself and that she'd be willing to put herself in a high risk situation. Um, So she's just a valued woman. And really, she was an orphan. She's an everyday woman. So again, and I think why I love this is because we think of Proverbs 31 woman as this magnificent, unattainable piece of wisdom. Right. Right. But that's really not what it's supposed to be. It's just supposed to be uh, an encouragement of how we everyday women are supposed to be living out our lives. Yes. So Esther was valued. She was also trustworthy. Mordecai knew that he could trust Esther to do as he instructed her to do. He mm-hmm. also knew that he could trust her with the truth of the situation. So he could give her the amount of information that was necessary. Right. He could trust her to do what his suggestion was, to wait on his timing, right. to follow his advice. Um And that didn't just happen when she became queen. Obviously, she was that way as a child. He knew that they had a relationship that was valued to her and that that he could count on her to do what he was asking her to do. Um, I also think that uh, she was trustworthy to Xerxes because he listened to her. Yes. He didn't have to listen to her. Mm -hmm. So, again, what? and I, I said this in another spot down here, what had she been doing behind the scenes that aren't written about? in the Bible that prepared her for the moment, before the moment. Right. You because know? by all intents and purposes, he was an arrogant king. That's right. Misogynistic.
0: Yes. Um, in every sense of the word. And like just by the way he treated uh, Vashti. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the whole thing. The fact yeah. that he saw these characters, this integrity
1: and trustworthiness There was in something her. there. It mm-hmm. was wasn't just there. he was blinded by her beauty. That's there. exactly right. Yeah. In one of the articles that I read, and I, I didn't um, actually put it down here but it was talking about how you know yes her physical beauty is what attracted to him, him to her initially but it was the inner beauty mm-hmm. that caused him to stay with her exactly because there was something there that was different than anybody else that he was with yeah and that caused him to like take pause and listen to what she had to say that's right That's right. Um, Good to her husband, right? So we know that she was married. And, you know, she could have chosen to have a very bad attitude about this marriage. She possibly was not nearly as attracted to him as as he was to her. We don't know this, but we know that um, she never undermined him. Mm -hmm. She could have. She didn't. She studied him. She knew him. Like, she she took the time to figure out how he needed to be spoken to, how she needed to present herself so that he'd be open to being—she would be open to being heard. Um, and she only presented herself to him as he would want. So instead of just, you know— running in and and demanding things of him or trying to change him and trying to, you know, you care too much about the outward appearance. You should care about the inward appearance. She didn't beg him. She didn't nag him. At least there's nothing there for us to, to see that that happened. Right. And I think if it had happened, that level of trustworthiness um, and value wouldn't have been there. Correct. She was diligent. She knew what she needed to do to tell the king and how to approach him to do it. She did her homework. She studied him, knew the kind of man he was and how to present herself. She was selfless. She knew that she could lose her life if she went before the king without being summoned, as well as once he found out she was a Jew, he could have had... For life. And here's the deal. A whole year, according to scripture, had passed since the two of them had even really seen each other since he had ever called for her. Oh, I didn't even, I forgot that it had been that long. Yes. Cause he had concubines, right. you know, and he had a woman that managed the concubines yes. and all of that. So a whole year had gone by. So she is like shaking out of fear. Like, how is he going to receive uh-huh. me? Cause I haven't even really had anything to do with him in 12 months. Um, so just that level of selflessness that she was willing to put herself at risk for a greater cause. Yeah. You know, I think is amazing. She was able. Esther used the beauty God had given her to be able to influence the king. And I think this is so good. Like, don't be apologetic for the way that God has gifted you. Mm Mm-hmm. God has gifted us all very differently and he's given it to you for a reason. So use it, use it to make you able to do the things that he's called you to do instead of being apologetic for it and not being able to use it to do the things that you're supposed to do. Absolutely Helpful to the needy. So we know she was helpful to the needy because she did everything that she did to save her people. Yep. She was willing to sacrifice her own life. She was willing to tell the King some really hard things, mm-hmm. uh, but she was helpful to the needy. She was resourceful. Um, so this kind of touches on a couple of the things we've talked about but she knew when to look different Um, she took time to prepare herself for the king for 12 months they took 12 months in that whole like who's going to marry the king he was choosing his new bride Um, 12 months to prepare themselves 6 months it was like I think something like perfumes and something and then 6 months with like herbs and whatever good heavens to Betsy is that insane they would bathe in it right so she knew when to look different and how to prepare herself. Um, When it was time to approach him, um, she knew to go through that all over again. So before she went and met with him, she fasted for three days and she took time to prepare her body. Right. And I remember something um, from the Beth
0: Moore Bible study about Esther, where she was very selective about the jewelry that she put on and she didn't over adorn, um, but was like, just very minimalistic, but classy about yeah. it like I remember something about that
1: specifically, so this brought me to um, the point where um I talked about how we talked about being clothed in scarlet they were prepared for the winter months and for the storms mm-hmm. because they were clothed in scarlet. And then we talked about how her home was done in fine linens and she was dressed in purple. And I thought about this in that situation, because we talked about knowing how to set ourselves apart. Esther knew how to set herself apart. Mm-hmm. She knew how to put on her, her, her tapestry, how to put on her purple, but not to overdo it. Right. Um, and I think again, you know, being clothed with the scarlet, she knew how to protect herself, uh, um, in those 12 months where they had hardly even spoken so that she would be prepared for the yeah. times that it would get rough. She could have let herself go and been taggared and haggard and everything else. And it would have shown after 12 months that she had not taken care of herself. Right. She didn't do that. She kept preparing herself and being ready for whatever the, the was coming the next preparing day Preparing for the moment before the, that's moment. right. It's our saying, It's our saying, Um, and then she prepared again for the moment before the moment because she didn't just go into Xerxes right off the bat and say, "Hey, I need you to save my people." She said, "I'd like to invite you to a banquet." Yes. So she knew she had the wisdom, and this is what I love because I feel like Esther had so much wisdom, and that's really what the Proverbs thirty-one woman was—is using wisdom in her day. In the you know, like Chris said. In my everyday life, and how I live out Proverbs 31 is going to look different from how you live out Proverbs 31 because you're different than me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing here. Like, she knew she needed to, hey, come have dinner with me. Let's have a party. And then, this day of the party, the banquet, he's like, okay, what is your petition? She says, you know what? Come to my next party. Come to my next banquet. I'll tell you at the next banquet. So she takes the time. She, she gives him what he needs, prepares him for the moment before the moment, reminds him that he loves her, reminds Mm -hmm. him that he has an affection for her so that he's prepared to listen to what she has to say.
0: Absolutely. Well, and, um, what it makes me think of too, is the uh, proverb that I refer to again and again, like a well-timed word is like Mm. a bowl of golden apples. Like, we don't know. It could have been the Holy Spirit telling her, "Not now." Like, yeah, take not now. Like we thought it was going to be now, and now it's not it's now. Not so don't do it now. And mm-hmm. like she was in tune to the Lord about that, and just what reading the room or whatever she was doing to know this is not the right time. That's right. So I'm
1: gonna just still feed, it, do like proper care and feeding of this. That's right, this man. And, you know. So I say again everyday woman, orphaned as a child, grows up in a blended family, ends up being given away to marriage and something that she doesn't even probably want, becomes a queen, didn't choose it. And ends up making sure that she still continues to have the wisdom to prepare for the moment for the moment. Mm -hmm. And she didn't know this was going to happen to the Jewish people. She didn't know this was going to happen with Haman, that, you know, Mordecai, none of this. Right. But she just continued to be in the moment and just being, hey, God, here am I, use me. Right. Right. Which is really what the Proverbs 31 woman is all about. Exactly. Okay. She was strong and dignified. We don't know that Esther was necessarily physically strong, but she had to be pretty mentally, emotionally and spiritually Mm -hmm. strong. Like she had to be pretty tough. I mean, first of all, to think about going and living with all these concubines and being put on display to see if you're good enough to even marry the king. And she was most likely young. Very young. So to have that kind of maturity and wisdom at that age. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And and to know to fast for three days and to pray to God and tell, Morde- tell Mordecai and then tell all the Jewish nation to do the same. And she was young, mm-hmm. right? That's, that is a spiritual strength. That yes. is an emotional strength that I think is amazing and the, her ability to hold her tongue. Um, Again, mental strength. Discerning and kind, Esther could have run straight to the king and tell him off. But again, instead, she prepared for the moment. She knew what she needed to do. She did it in a very um, dignified, classy, kind way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she was respected. Uh, She may have been beautiful. However, if the king did not respect Esther... Would her beauty of alone have caused him to listen to her? Mm-mm. Would he have been open to her petition on physical beauty alone? What had she done? How had she lived her life up to this point to have his ear so great? Yeah, because he she did she had his, she had his ear, mm-hmm. and she only had his ear because he had respect for her. Yeah,
0: because the way you treat women in that culture was not there was no no completely. Like, you see it by the concubines. That's right. Like. I absolutely have every right to just use you
1: in whatever way I want to. And it brings me back to our everyday woman as us being Mm -hmm. the everyday woman. Like how many times we feel like we have something to say Mm -hmm. and we don't fast for three days before we say it and we don't prepare and we don't try to say it in a way that the other person will hear it. We just, no, I've got something to say. It's all over social media. This is what I have to say. And I don't care what the effects were. Had Esther gone about it that way, a whole Jewish nation could have been killed. Yep. That's so true. Um, she was noble. After all, she was a queen. And then she was God-fearing. We know that the number one thing that she did when Mordecai told um, her what was going on with Haman and the Jews is that she called to God. And she said, let's fast and pray to God for three days. Yeah. And ask the entire Jewish nation to do that. She wouldn't do that if she wasn't God-fearing. If she wasn't trying to call on the power of God. Right. She would have no need to do that. Right. So I just thought, here's this little girl who didn't have That's all the so wisdom great. of the world, hadn't, wasn't 60 years old and have all this experience and know how to deal with people. And uh, she didn't have a lot of life experience. She just had lived a life. Mm-hmm. And I think she's pretty Proverbs 31 ish, you know, and to
0: lose her parents and to be raised by someone that she wasn't necessarily blood related to. Um, but nowhere do we see this whole, like I deserve better. Why True. does God keep putting me in these situations? You know, like yeah, we don't see that. And, Probably there were some feelings of that, but like her actions speak to I'm
1: here. So what am I going to do with where I'm at? What I love too is like when I was reading about Sarah, um, there was the time about Sarah, right? Mm-hmm. Where she tried to control things more right. than once. Right. That's and great. even though when we used Sarah as an example, we were doing being redeemed. And I thought, well, she is a great story of redemption, right? Mm-hmm. Because of how many times she screwed up and God still gave her what he had promised her. The unique thing about Esther, it's one of the books in the Bible that really is not, um, it's not about God. It's a story. Mm-hmm. It's almost like picking up a a, a real life story in the library and you're reading about Esther yeah. and God's a part of it. Um, and I just think that's such a unique, it's a unique book in that way, because right. most of the Bible is all about and God this and God that and God this and God that. But that's not, this is just a story about the Jewish nation and a girl who became queen and a man who was king and an uncle or a cousin who, who had all this influence and, you know, they ended up being in this great situation. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. That was a great, great one. I love it. Okay, so mine is feels really piddly compared oh, to whatever. that. Um okay, so the woman that I picked is Phoebe. And she is found in Romans 16, verses one through two. These are the only two verses that she's talked about. But it, these verses say a lot about her. So I'm gonna read the verses. Okay. And I'm doing the message translation um for this one. Not okay. KJV because I've moved on. <laughs> I'm done with the KJV. Just kidding. So funny. Um, I commend to you our beloved... Th- okay, so this is um, Paul writing yes. this. I commend to you our beloved sister, Phoebe. She serves in the church in Centera, Centuria, as a faithful deacon. It is important that you welcome her in the Lord in a manner befitting your saintly status. Join in her work and assist her in any way she needs you. She has spent her energy and resources helping others, and I am blessed to have her as my benefactor as well. Um, and... So the situation happening here is Paul's written the letters and epistles, and he is trying to get them to the Romans in Rome. And Phoebe evidently is going to Rome anyway for something related to her work. And so he trusts her enough to send her with these letters. So there's several things in these two verses that just make her such a um, Proverbs 31 woman. One is that Phoebe is so highly esteemed that Paul not only calls her a sister, like a sister in Christ, but he trusts her implicitly with, mm-hmm. like, the words he penned to paper. And says that she's his been factor.
1: Yes. That's huge.
0: Yes. So she obviously is a woman of great esteem in the eyes of yeah. Paul, which is no small feat. Right. Because, I mean, he's a great he's, man, but he's, he's, a <laughs> <laughs> he's a little prickly. He's a little prickly. He's a little prickly. So here's some different things that I think make her a Proverbs 31 woman. One um, is that Matthew Henry says that she seemed to be a person of quality in a state who had business already that called her to Rome where she was a stranger there. She was heading there anyway. So Paul sent her on the letter. So she she had the um, the the not even status isn't the right word, but like she had the presence i guess to be trusted the um the the experience that has esteemed her to elevate her to a position um the second she had an official role of a servant um when it came to acts of charity and hospitality um some think that she was one of the widows that ministered to the sick but the greek word used to describe her in this um Scripture is the word deacon or deaconess, okay, so okay. it may not have been an official like mm-hmm. the deaconess of the whole Christian church. But right. she held a position of deaconess and, in some yeah. capacity, yeah. which is a really big deal. That's a big deal, really big deal. Um, she. <laughs> Go Phoebs. Go Phoebs. She was described as a support of many. And the Greek word that is used for support means a woman set over others, a female guardian, protectress, patroness, caring for the affairs of others and aiding them with her resources.
1: Wow. And we see that throughout Proverbs 31. Well, yeah. Like I'm just sitting here going, looking at all these these words that could be applied to her, right? Absolutely. Just valued, trustworthy, diligent. Hardworking, resourceful, strong.
0: Everything you just read applies yeah, to phim- even though her position and situation is completely opposite uh-huh. of what Esther's was. Uh-huh. She's still a Proverbs 31 woman yeah. too. Um, Bible gateway says this, the word Paul used that described a support, is a most expressive one. It literally means one who stands by in case of need. It is classical Greek Greek des- description of a trainer in the Olympic Games who stood by the athletes to see that they were properly trained and not overtrained and rightly girded when they lined up for the signal. It can be translated she on her part has proved a standby, almost a champion who stands up for others of many and me among them. She was unselfish, liberal helper and patroness of the saints conspicuous for her works of charity and
1: hospitality selfless helpful to the needy
0: yeah able able I mean to use a word that describes like um, someone's coach Mm -hmm. you know like for the Olympics I just thought that was just a beautiful description so that's the word that Paul chose to describe her Um, And because of her saintliness and practical works, Paul urged the believers in Rome to receive her in the Lord as become saints and become saints. Sorry. So he is like sending her with these letters and in the letter saying... She's an example of Christianity that you should become just you like her. Become just like her. Become like her because she's a walking, literal walking Jeez. example. Can you what imagine it means. being
1: told that by a man? Yeah. A woman being a called man. that by a man? Then I mean, can you imagine Greg Steely ever saying that about you? <laughs> Wait a minute. Moreover, could I ever imagine Greg Steely saying that about me? <laughs> I think. You, I won't give away too much.
0: <laughs> um. Paul also had said, assist her in whatever business she has need of you. Um, And so Bible Gateway also said, whether she had a business of trade or law, business in the court is not material. However, being a woman, a stranger, a Christian, she had need of help. And Paul engaged them to be of assistance to her. It helps Christians to be helpful to one another in their affairs, to be especially helpful to strangers. For we are members of one another and we know not of what we need help of. And we know not what we need help of maybe ourselves. Observe, Paul asked for one who has been so helpful to many that he was also been a benefactor of her health That's, That's crazy. crazy. So
1: I just loved that. Wouldn't you love to know how she helped Paul? Yes, because like, there is no description of that. Paul? Yeah, I want to know, like, tell me the details. Because and, and, it tells us more about... Um, Priscilla and Aquila and people like that, right? So for him to have two such amazing verses about this one person, Mm -hmm. these are those things I want to know more.
0: Right. Like there's so much he is saying in two verses, but so much more he's not saying Mm -hmm. that just makes you so curious. Mm -hmm. Like what, like maybe he had a crush on her. Right. Maybe. Right. But, you know, the Lord was leading them both in different directions of yeah. life. And so, I don't know. It just was fascinating. But I think the way that he spoke about her, um, it was also a representation of, like, him rising and calling her blessed. Like, at the end of the yeah. Proverbs 31. Like, he is holding her up in a place of esteem. Yep. Yeah. And um, complimenting her on all of the ways that she is every attribute that you just read. Love that. Um, and so I think she's a great, great example. And her name means pure or radiant is the moon. And I just oh, thought that, that was gorgeous. What
1: is that? Yeah. You know, I just hope that listeners will take from this. That there's not a Mm one-size-fits-all for the Proverbs 31 woman. Mm -hmm. That if we are all truly fearfully and wonderfully made, if we are all truly made in the image of Christ, if we are all truly um, gifted and and given our spiritual gifts as well as we all have the fruit of the Holy Spirit— that we all, in our own way, can be a Proverbs 31 woman. And right. it doesn't all have to look the same. Right. It doesn't have to sound the same. doesn't have to look the same. doesn't yeah. have to be the same. And like we talked about in those earlier weeks, there's nothing that
0: says that Esther had kids, and there's nothing that says that Phoebe no, was even married, married, yet they are both
1: Proverbs 31 women. Yes. So be encouraged in that. Like, I hope encouraged. our listeners who are not married and don't have kids will listen to that. And yeah, ask. that is not your identity. And if you're patting yourself on your back because you are married and you do have kids, and you think mm-hmm. it makes you more of the Proverbs 31, one woman, no, no, got to go back to those
0: list of characteristics yeah. and attributes. It's,
1: it's, it, you know, yeah. Okay. So.
0: Anyway, that is, our, that is our women of the Bible. love it. Sarah, do you want to close this yes,
1: out in prayer? Lord, thank you so much for another day that we are just able to come together and record. Thank you for giving us the words to speak, the women to talk about. And we hope, Lord, that this has just resonated with a the listener. That they will know that they are truthfully, wonderfully, and fearfully made in the image of Christ. Lord, that you have gifted us all with the talents and abilities to truly be Proverbs 31 women, to be breathed in with the wisdom of the Holy Ghost, Ghost, Lord. I just pray blessings on all of our listeners and bring us all back together again next week. Amen.
0: Amen.